Greetings, friends. Greetings, family. And a very Merry Christmas to you. It is the weekend of Sunday, December 27th. We certainly hope that this finds you and yours doing well and that you've had a very blessed Advent and Christmas season. Listen as I read the word of the Lord found in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 1 through 14. Good news of great joy. The birth of Jesus. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. And he went there to register with Mary who was pledged to be married to him and who was, was expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. The angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Let me pray. Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be holy, pleasing, and acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign you will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. How many times have we read, have we heard read, that great familiar text found in Luke. You know, the time of Jesus's birth was a dark period in Israel's history. The, the promised land was occupied by the Romans. The voice of the Lord had not been heard for 400 years. The Jewish faith was reduced to mere formalism by scribes and Pharisees. A, a lot of the clergy looked and sounded religious, but in reality were nothing but whitewashed tombs. The people of God were divided into very different camps, zealots who tried to overthrow foreign oppression, Herodians who favored the policies of Herod, Antipas, and thus supported the Roman government, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And within this setting, Israel needed to hear a message of joy. She needed to hear a message of hope and anticipation in order to weather the storms. We know this was not the only dark and dismal time of Israel's history. For generations, she had wandered in the wilderness of despair, of bondage, persecution, and exile. And in the midst of all these dark moments, the people clung to the promise of the Messiah because the Messiah's coming meant joy would be restored. The Messiah's coming is good news of great joy, according to Luke. Because after all, Christmas is a time of joy. Christmas 
time is meant to be a time of joy. The scriptures are full of, of accounts of joy. Remember what the angel said to Zechariah about the birth of John the Baptist. We talked about this last week. He will be a joy and delight to you, and many will rejoice because of its birth. And we also talked about what Elizabeth said to Mary. As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. When John the Baptist was born to Elizabeth, her neighbors and relatives shared her joy. And Zechariah sang a songful joy, a, song, a joyful song to the Lord. That's Luke 1, 68 through 69. And then there's Mary's response to all this. She also sang a joyful song of praise to the Lord. My soul glorifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. The angel of Christmas Day told the shepherds, don't be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Luke chapter 2, verse 10. As for the shepherds, after they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who were lying in the manger, they returned to their sheep, glorifying and praising God, Luke 2. I think of the joy of Simeon and Anna, both of whom were waiting and waiting for the Messiah's coming. This biblical theme of joy has been picked up by, by many of our Christmas songs, of course, and I'm sure we noticed over the last several weeks the number of songs that mention joy in their title, Joy to the World, Joyful, Joyful, We Adore Thee. Good Christian men rejoice. The joy of Christmas is very real. And every ever since that the, in, in every Christmas since then is meant to be a time of joy. And yet, for many of us, this year in particular, it isn't. But we need to remember we are surrounded by joy. And we have this joy in Jesus. Because you see, we have joy in the Savior. And when we look through the Christmas story, we see that joy comes because of Jesus. In Luke chapter 2, 10 and 11, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. The shepherds are told to rejoice because the Savior has come. And when Mary sings her song of praise, she gives the same reason for her joy. My soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Luke 1, 46 and 47. Zechariah's song is like Mary's song. He also rejoices in the Savior in Luke 1. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come and has redeemed his people. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of the servant David. As he is holding the baby Jesus, Simeon praises God, for my eyes have seen your salvation, Luke 2.30. And as for Anna, she gives thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. Luke 2, 38. Christmas is a time of joy because a Savior has been born. That is the message of the angel, of Mary, of Zechariah, of Simeon, and Anna. Why do we rejoice? And what do we rejoice in? Some of us think that believe that joy is like happiness. And again, we talked about this last week. It comes from these fleeting things, promotions, uh, a rise in our financial portfolio, a 401k retirement account, owning our own home, jewelry, a championship season, a COVID vaccine, a new bike, a car, computer, yada, yada, yada. But joy and happiness from such things, it's, it's just a short time, but deep joy and full joy perhaps eludes us. Real joy, lasting joy is found here and now. And at Christmas, our joy is in the Lord. 
Philippians 4 talks about this, and his great work of salvation. The angel goes so far as to call it great joy, that is deep joy, full joy, joy because God is at work, joy because God is advancing his plan for our salvation, joy because the Messiah has come, joy because God is being faithful to his covenant promises, Luke 2, 10 through 11. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. That's us. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Imagine someone doing uh, sort of a a person-on-the-street interview in Bethlehem or Jerusalem some 2,000 years ago. People are asked to list the three problems that they're most concerned about. I suspect the interviewers would hear answers like, the economy, taxes, corrupt government officials, the zealots, the hated Roman occupation. Many in Israel hoped and prayed and looked for the Messiah, who was also known as the Christ, to fix all of these problems. For when the Messiah comes, every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low, the rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain, Isaiah 44, 40, verse 4. When the Messiah comes, the blind will see, the deaf will hear, the lame will walk, the mute shall talk. When the Messiah comes, all of Israel's enemies shall be defeated and Jerusalem will lie at the center of the earth. But the number one problem is not the economy. It's not the taxes. It's not corrupt government officials. It's not a roaming occupation. It's not a virus that spreads around our world. The number one problem is and has always been sin the separation from a holy God. And the only solution is a savior. And at Christmas, God dealt with man's, with our biggest problem. That is why Christmas is a time for joy. In Luke 2, 10 through 11, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord because he is for us. This week, I I noticed something here in our text I've not noticed before. I've read it certainly several times before, but I don't know why I didn't notice it before. But in verse angel, the excuse me, verse 11, the angel said today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. Notice the angel did not say a savior has been born to a girl named Mary. No, a savior has been born to you. And then in verse 10, I bring you good news of great joy. And then in verse 12, this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby. So who is the angel speaking to? The angel is talking to the shepherds. We we talked about shepherds earlier on in Advent, not highly regarded in Israel. The scribes and Pharisees regarded them as unclean, yet God has shown a special affection for shepherds throughout the centuries. Moses was a shepherd when God spoke to him out of the burning bush and called him to lead Israel out of Egypt. David, Israel's greatest king, was a shepherd when he was anointed as king, 1 Samuel 16, 11-13. The prophet Amos was a shepherd. Many commentators believe that the shepherds of Bethlehem were watching over sheep destined to be sacrificed in the temple. So now along comes an angel of the Lord and says, Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. This, the good news, was for them. The joy was for them. The Savior was for them. The sign was for them. Christ, the Lord, was their Savior. He was born to be their sacrificial Lamb of God. 
But notice it is good news of great joy, not just for the shepherds. It is good news of great joy for all the people. The people in mind are the children of Israel, the people of God. Jesus is the Savior, not just for unclean sinners like shepherds, but for all the people. From King Herod to the lowliest position in his palace. From the highest priest to the, in the temple to the, a little girl in a synagogue. From the rich to the poor from the aristocrats to the common man, from the scribes and Pharisees and religious professionals to the lay people. He is the savior for all the people. Here is a reminder and a statement that all of God's people need saving. All of God's people are sinners. Not one of us is perfect. Not one of us has no need for the savior. We, the church, are a collection of sinners who desperately need a Savior. So praise to the Lord for the joy set before him that he would be born, live and move, and die on a cross and be raised again for us. Our biggest problem, despite all the problems and all the things that we are facing, our biggest problem still, our biggest problem still is sin. And our biggest need is still salvation. And on Christmas, the Savior has come. How great our joy. So we can read Luke 2, 10 and 11 and and know it and know it in our hearts to be true, to not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people today in the town of David. A Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. I want to close with Romans 15, 13. So may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen.